0: Uh, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the episode of Connecting with Karen Clark. This is episode number fourteen, and my name is Sam Lee. Uh, I'm, I'm the founder of Connecting with Confidence, and I'm interviewing Karen Clark. So, how are you today, Karen?
1: Really well, thanks, Sam. It's a beautiful day, beautiful spring day here in northwest Sydney, where I am.
0: Yeah, likewise. It's very uh, blue skies, and then yeah, spring's always the best. Uh, Best season, don't you think? <laughs>
1: uh, no, I actually, my favorite season, if I have to pick one, is autumn. Oh, because autumn. I'm not fond of the heat. And in autumn, um, I love the fact that um, the severe heat goes, but the days are still warm enough for it to be pleasant outside, but the nights are cool for comfortable sleeping. So uh, there you go. If I had to pick one, it's autumn.
0: Oh, autumn. Wow, that's great. It's good to learn something new from you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, what, what, what was your? What, what did you go up to uh, in, the, in the weekend? What did you do over the weekend?
1: Um, on Saturday, I spent some time with my son and his five-year-old daughter. So that yeah. was good. The weather was fine, so we had some outdoor fun. You know, trampoline, um, going down to the orange orchard, picking the last few oranges, and uh, some indoor games and. Um, we made pizza together for lunch, so yeah, that was was good. Wow. Um, good. Sunday, yeah. basically, um, yeah. Sunday, I basically rested, caught up on a few household things, did a bit of cooking, um, did church online. So yeah.
0: Mm. Looks pretty relaxing for you so, over the weekend.
1: Sorry, Sam. I didn't quite hear that. Oh, like
0: uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Sounds pretty relaxing over your end. Looks sounds very chilled,
1: and it had, was. yeah, yeah. So you do your yeah, grandchildren. Yeah, well, she's uh, with the other four grandchildren. They're all teenagers, so oh, wow. I used to like spending time with them on what I'd call nana dates. Yeah, you know, we'd go to the movies and out for lunch, or yeah, d- the activities depended on their age range. But mm-hmm. now that they're all teenagers and um, couple of them driving independently things like that they've, oh, wow. they've got other things to do along with you know studying for school exams weekend sport and so um yeah so but the little one she she still likes the company so that's good
0: <laughs> that's good enjoy that time while, while it lasts <laughs> i guess exactly <clears throat> yeah so so i guess like ask, um so your hobbies are what? Well, what do you like? What, what are you passionate about outside of work? Doing uh, Karen? outside of work, what do you like to do? Like in terms of your passion, not I hobby.
1: love I love music, Sam. Oh, now, I like music! Strangely, I don't play any instruments. Yep. That's a retirement goal when I get round to it. Look, when I was much younger, I was kind of self-taught a bit with the guitar, you know, acoustic guitar and um, piano. Um, I was a teacher in those days, so worked with young kids, so they, that came in useful. But I didn't keep either of them going. So a retirement goal is to probably get myself a little um, keyboard yeah. with um, with a headset and earphones so that I'm not bothering other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, just learn to entertain myself and keep the mind active. But um, music, of course, so I'm not going to concerts at the moment with the yeah. COVID 19 lockdown, but um, my tastes are varied. Mm. I usually tell people when they ask, Oh, so what kind of music do you like? I say, Well, I pretty much like everything from Bowie to Bach.
0: Bowie to Bach.
1: Bowie to Bach, yeah.
0: Can you um, elaborate more on that? Because I I haven't heard of that before Bowie and Bach. Is that kind of like jazz, jazzy classical? No,
1: Bowie, David Bowie.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) And,
1: (laughs) And Sebastian Bach. Very, very old um, classical um, musician. So oh, my tastes um, varied.
0: Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's something new.
1: In the last 20 years or so, I've also come to enjoy opera. And I've also loved, I've always loved ballet. But as I said, those things aren't happening live at the moment. But um, yeah. there are plenty of recordings. And uh, yeah, so I can still enjoy them.
0: Yeah, just go through, just type through YouTube and then you'll you get what you want, <laughs> I guess.
1: Yeah, and I still have um, lots of CDs, you know, old-style CDs. And then there's Spotify and iTunes and all of those things. So there's never any shortage of music. And I have to say I do use music to manage my moods. If I'm feeling a bit down and tired and yet I, I have some work to finish, I'll play something a bit upbeat and... Mm. Uh, if I'm feeling stressed, I'll play something calming to help me focus. So um, music's a wonderful mood manager.
0: Mm, that totally, I guess it's kind of like something peaceful when you're listening to music and you have your own time. So I guess it's kind of like meditation for you. Like-
1: well, it depends if it's, if it's that kind of music, yes. Mm. Um, some other music can actually make you quite um, restless and even anxious. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to choose wisely. <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's that's great. I actually learned something from you. Um, uh, ever since I know you, has it been over two years now that I've have known you, Karen? Or maybe it's been uh, uh,
1: probably probably two years, maybe a little more even.
0: Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's and now I know that you like music. I learned something new, which is great.
1: <laughs> I love music and um. I know a lot of my friends my age just don't get it. You know, I watch all the, all the um, singing talent shows on television. Yep. And they say, oh, you know, they're all so staged and the judges, you know, try to be the stars of the show. I say, look, I can just switch off from that. I just love the performances and I, I love to see the growth in the contestants, not just their growth musically and vocally, uh, but how they grow as people in that Mm -hmm. performance environment as well. So, hmm, there you go. Something you didn't know about me, Sam.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'm pretty sure you're very analytical in terms of observing a lot of uh, things. That's great.
1: (laughs) Um, I guess with with music, you know, I actually don't know much about music theory and I've deliberately left it like that. Um, I just want to appreciate and enjoy the music. And I think some people are more sensitive to sound than others. But yeah, yeah, I do hear, even though I now have a hearing, an age-related hearing problem, I do wear my hearing aids. And um, yeah, uh, music touches me emotionally.
0: Mm. Yeah, really. That's what
1: it's about for me. Mm.
0: That's great. It's good that you have a deeper meaning for music, because I guess, for me, it's like, I guess, Sometimes when I'm stressed, I like to listen to some like faster music when I'm like, when I'm like, I want some quietness, I want some quiet music uh, and yeah, kind of slows me down <laughs> a bit. So it's good. So yeah, Karen, uh, thanks for sharing your, a little bit about your personal life. So uh, how about your business? So what what made you, um, so you're, so you're running now like a Fort Leaves platform mentorship program. Can you tell me about uh, why you started that and um, what, what's your uh, origin from before? Like before you started on, I know you have multiple businesses. Uh, what made you transition from like say, before you said you were a teacher of some sort, and yeah. then you transitioned to uh, like as in business. So, so can you tell me about a little, uh, your journey, your career sure. journey?
1: Um, well, it's been a long journey, <laughs> um, a, a journey over five decades. So mm-hmm. that is a long time. Look, Sam, I did, um, when I finished school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I had a lot of different interests and I went into teaching because I thought, I always enjoyed little kids. I used to do a lot of babysitting when I was studying, you know, even in high school. So um, I thought, oh, you know, I'll I'll go into teaching, I'll train as a teacher and if I don't like it, I'll do something else. Well, turned out I loved it and um, probably had a bit of a natural gift for it. So um, I was a primary school teacher for a lot of years. Then I also had a few years where I was um, lecturing. Um, So I was lecturing to trainee teachers and I enjoyed that. And from that, I realised that I I actually love working with adults as well as children. Mm -hmm. And all along, I'd had an entrepreneurial kind of bent. Um, When I was working in schools, I was always the one who, was researching something new, trying something new, um, encouraging people, you know, encouraging my peers to go to professional development um, courses. In fact, a couple of times I actually arranged for um, overseas experts in, for example, accelerated learning techniques mm-hmm. um, to come to Australia and to, to train teachers locally. So. I was fortunate that I always worked for bosses who appreciated that tendency in me. I guess I made their life easier and uh, made them look good, which is um, not a bad tip for um, if you work for someone else, do your best to make them look good. Mm. And uh, and when you're self-employed or owning or running a business, do your best to make your clients to look good. Mm. So it's all about um, all about serving others. Anyway, look, um It was through that accelerated learning um, movement that I was invited to work with a group of consultants. So I was basically a consultant to consultants. And they worked with um, the highest levels of um, government in Canberra. So I was basically their curriculum consultant in helping them to design their... um, yeah, they're professional development programs yeah. and um, sometimes I uh, yeah, presented little segments but my, my main role was to consult to them to make sure everything was spot on and I would be in the back of the room um, noting what worked, what, we, what didn't work, what needed tweaking and so on. So, um, yeah, so I was doing that while I was still teaching full time. I also, while I was still teaching full time, uh, studied to become a clinical hypnotherapist where I pioneered some techniques for working with children. I did that for a few years um, and then I left teaching and I was um, doing various consulting gigs in values based peak performance. So I was working with individuals and small business owners, and delivering some corporate programs as well. And um, yeah, then I became quite ill for a little while, had to take two or three years off while my body recovered. And uh, yeah, just decided that I probably wasn't going to go back to teaching and explored all my options. And during that time, I started um, a website development business, a web hosting business, And that was also when I first um, started coaching individuals in how to write a non-fiction book. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were all accidental businesses, and uh, I still have all of those businesses. Then um, as part of coaching people how to write a non-fiction book, not just write the book, but to write it fast. And part of the ability to do that depends on having a system or a framework. So once I helped um, the potential author develop the framework, and that program was called 21 Day Book and it's still available, then I would also show them how to turn that framework into um, a live workshop or an online course. And that's when Teach Stuff You Know was born. So that's all about, um, yeah, getting paid to transform what you know into an online course, transform your intellectual property, if you like, into another income stream via an online course. Now, along the way, um, I would have to say, in some ways, I was probably a little bit ahead of my time. Um, Not only did people find it strange that a woman my age um, had a website development business and a web hosting business, um, I also started outsourcing um, to the Philippines. So I've had an outsourced team for nearly 11 years. Wow. And one of those people has been with me for 10 years and the others for several years. Wow. So um, I learned a lot about managing businesses yeah. um, just by jumping in at the deep end yeah. how to simplify things, how to leverage my own time and resources yeah. so um and i've also been a member of bni so that's business networking international yeah. for nine years wow. and one of the great things that i gained from that was not only increased business but what i've learned from other business owners in different professions um, it's amazing the cross-pollination of ideas mm. and how it can help in your business that may be in a completely different industry Mm -hmm. from the person that you're getting hints and tips from. Mm -hmm. Anyway, to bring all that together, I realized that I actually had an enormous breadth and depth of um, knowledge and that I should actually share that. (laughs) Why keep it to myself It seems selfish? So that's the purpose of Thought Leaders Platform. Look, essentially, it's to help um, people who are already experts in their field to um, initially, as I said, transform their intellectual intellectual property into another income stream yeah. by um, yeah creating and selling an online course. Mm-hmm. But then I have lots and lots of other short courses that are designed, for example, for corporate escapees who've left the corporate world in order to start self-employment as a consultant or a coach yeah. who uh, who find themselves faced with the situation. Okay. In the corporate world, they had lots of support systems and yeah. support people. And yeah. now suddenly here they are on their own, mm-hmm. no support systems. And um, so I've got lots of short, uh, low cost, high value courses help people make those transitions, lots of little hints and tips, as well as the higher end courses like 21 Day Book and Teach Stuff You Know. Um, In addition to that, um, I'm in the process of creating a a monthly membership so people will be able to have their questions answered and access to all those short courses with the option of upgrading to the... um, to the premium courses if they wish. So um, it's a big project, Sam, and I'm excited. I think uh, very few 72-year-olds are mm-hmm. foolish enough or brave enough depending, um, or even just excited enough to launch um, a whole new business or whole new aspects to their business. But, but I am excited and that's what keeps me going. I love the, the mental challenge and um you know i as I said before i've got all these all these skills and knowledge and capabilities, and it seems selfish not to share them to help other people on their journey.
0: Mm. that's great Wow, what a resume you have i guess Well, what i try admire you in terms of your your entrepreneurial mindedness like i guess you uh, I like have a lot of ideas and then you put that into action. That's what makes you, uh, yeah, have a lot of experience in terms of what works well, what, what doesn't work well. Right? I guess, yeah, yeah everything, I guess, um, it's something new for you, I guess. And then, and then you take that challenge to put that into uh, action. So how, how do you juggle um, all these things in one go? Like, I know you've got like, like a, like a uh, website host, uh, Business, you've got that portlet platform, you've got that thing, you got I, You've got like, how do you, how do you make time for each of those? Like, what's what's the secret behind that?
1: Uh, well, the team for a start, Sam. The team basically, once I bring the clients in for the website development business and the hosting, uh, the team basically um, take over on the back end, and I know you have a communication, a lot of communication with. Joyce, who runs our support desk. Yeah. Um, and then she's, she's wonderful. She's friendly, polite and helpful and to clients and she's very efficient behind the scenes. Yeah. So um, she receives requests from clients and she allocates the tasks to yeah. the team members. Um, for thought leaders' practice, I have a, a separate uh, support person who's only half-time at this time. But shortly I'll be looking for another half-time person so that our support desk for that business is manned um, pretty much, you know, all all the time. Well, all during business hours as well. Um, Look, other than that, I think it's important to know um, what your own priorities are. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this, but I do my best to, over the years, to not necessarily jump when other people say jump or ask me to jump. I I look at whether or not, you know, that um, Eisenhower matrix about, you know, urgent, important, not urgent, not important. Um, So I don't always write that out physically, but I do try to keep it in my mind. Mm. Just prioritise according to that. The other way that I prioritise projects and tasks even is according to my own values and my own natural talents. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really useful for anyone um, who's struggling to get through everything in a day, manage a large number of tasks or projects, to perhaps look at, um, and you're welcome to talk to me about this, um, anyone who's interested, to look at um, identifying and prioritising your values because your values are what, really motivate you. And also to look at identifying your, what should we say, your natural inclinations to action. So you mentioned before about ideas, and I'm a person who has lots of ideas. And I confess that even though I seem to do a lot, I am often challenged to implement them Um, To be honest, Sam, I'd be happy to sit in a room and have people ask me questions and I just give them ideas and then they go away and implement (laughs) them. And that's why the team is so important to me. So Uh, I have the ideas, map them out and um, ask them to implement them. I guess so. so. Yeah. So, So be clear about your values, what's most important to you and what your natural strengths and talents are. And stick to those wherever you can, um, and I call that combination basically your motivation code yeah. um, because that 's what will energize you if we're working on something slogging away where we have no natural talent and um, it 's very energy draining now, having said that, when a person launches a new business, often they're you know a one woman band or a one man band and they may have no choice um, initially. You know, we wear all the hats in a new business. Yeah, true. And I would encourage anyone doing that to, um, as soon as they possibly can, to outsource to uh, outsource their emails in particular mm. with some kind of help desk, and start outsourcing um, your weaknesses mm. to, to team mm. members. And if anyone wants to know how to do that, I'm quite happy. To, um, to point them in the right direction there too. Um, all of my team are in the Philippines and I'm very happy with them. Yeah. Mm, that's great.
0: Mm. I guess it's all about does that. Does that make sense? Sorry?
1: Does that make sense, Sam? Yeah, it does.
0: I guess it's very comprehensive knowledge from you. <laughs> what you said is actually very true. It's really about not being burnt out, uh, doing to prioritizing what's important for yourself and what what you can give delegate tasks to your your, uh, your team members, I guess it's really good. So, thanks for that, Karen. Thanks for sharing that. And, uh, second last question is uh, what's your mess? What's your like you're in a B9 group, like you're you've been there for nine 90s. What's the secret to building better relationships with others, not just in work life but in social balance life? Uh, how do you? How do you uh, build rapport with people? Like, what's your hints and tips throughout your journey of, of um, Okay. Um. Therapy?
1: In terms of building rapport, I guess the number one tip is to listen. Yep. Listen well before you speak. Um, yep. Yeah. I think it was Stephen Covey. One of my favorite business books of all time okay. is. Um, seven habits of highly effective people and one of his habits is something like seek to understand before being understood so yeah listen pay attention and um yeah to get the relationship established you know be show interest in the other person rather than expecting them to be interested in in me um but then the secret ingredient that is really not so secret Secret to any um, quality relationship is trust. Mm-hmm. So as business people, if we um, tell a colleague or a client that we're going to do something, then we do it. If we don't, they're going to lose trust pretty early on. So, um, but I have to say with, um, in all the time that I've been in BNI, um, Apart from going to BNI, I have never advertised any of my businesses. It's all been through word-of-mouth referrals through BNI and word-of-mouth referrals from existing clients mm-hmm. that, I, that I built the website development and the web hosting business. So um, now, I thought Leaders Platform is different because uh, once I get that fully established, I will actually be pursuing an international audience. So there will be some online advertising, but that's, you know, that's a different kettle of fish. So, okay. mm, But trust, yeah, listen, show interest and do what you can to establish trust as soon as possible and always seek to serve, you know, be helpful. A great question is um, how can I help you? What can I do to help? When you find out what what their goals are. Mm,
0: Interesting. Well, thanks for that sharing, uh, Karen. It definitely does, I guess, that summarizes a lot of things in terms of being succinct on how to, yeah, I guess, build rapport with other people. So I guess it's really all about trust and, pay, and giving your attention to them, I guess, um, well, in, in a nutshell. So yeah, Karen, um, thanks for your time. And the last question is, uh, how do we find more about you? What's your website? And are you are you active on social media? How can we find more about you and connect with you?
1: I've not been active on social media. I used to be active on um, LinkedIn. Yeah. I haven't been while I've been transitioning to um, Thought Leaders platform, yeah. but I'm very happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. I like to follow other people, learn from them, and I will become more active there, hopefully with some you know, tips and helpful posts and videos. Mm-hmm. So um, LinkedIn, just look for Karen Clark. That's K-A-R-Y-N, Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. There's more than one Karen Clark on LinkedIn. (laughs) I think I'm the only one in Sydney, but I'm not (laughs) sure. I know there's another Karen Clark who actually lives close to me, believe it or not. And and then there's thoughtleadersplatform.com.
0: Thoughtleadersplatform.com? And
1: 21-day book is still 21daybook.com is still live if anyone's interested in um, being coached to write their non-fiction book fast
0: yep mm. that's great well that brings me tip towards the end Karen so uh, thanks uh if you want to connect with Karen Clark uh, make sure to follow, uh, go to our website and i'll post a link later on uh, so how you can connect with her on via linkedin And yeah, Karen, thanks for your time. This this is pretty much the end towards our interview. Um, I hope you enjoyed this and I really look forward to seeing you in the near future.
1: Thank you, Sam. Good luck and congratulations. You're doing well. (laughs) Thanks a lot.
0: Talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
1: Cheers.